0: Well, it was the train strike that wasn't, and Sydney siders did breathe a bit of a sigh of relief it, as the state's train network did not shut down. It, it sort of worked. Um, now I have Andrew Constance, the transport minister, in the building. H- how do you feel about what went down today?
1: Well, I was relieved for those 1.3 million train customers that we have, and you know we have, we run 2,900 services. A day uh thus far we had 10 cancellations in the morning peak probably another 10 cancellations in the afternoon peak so you know look it's it's a pretty regular day in that regard uh there hasn't been a spike in sick leave uh, which is very pleasing and of course this afternoon uh the union movement uh, is back before the fair work uh, commission doing some conciliation with sydney trains
0: sorry you said it's been a regular day this has been going on december today that you've got train drivers calling in sick Uh, you say it's not a spike. Why is it that train services that were supposed to be running every few minutes were running people, uh, you know, have called into us, I've talked to people who had delays of half an hour or more? Now, that's not disastrous, but it's still...
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, the morning peak ran at about 93%. Miranda, so we we're sort of averaging around that ninety five percent mark most days, and that's the same with the old timetable, same with the new timetable. So, look to that end, it's very pleasing that you know we didn't see the blue flu and. You know, so I you're
0: saying there weren't, there was no increase in drivers calling. No, we expected
1: 40 to 50, uh, and that's where we've landed. So, you know, obviously we kept a and fairly close on it. And do you think they're it.
0: genuinely sick, or are they just playing? This is part of the game that the union's been playing. Uh, um,
1: yeah, look, I think the main thing is for us, um, you know, we we want to be able to get confidence back in the workforce quickly because they have uplifted the customer satisfaction. The services across the board have improved since the Labor Party ran government. 10% increase in terms of customer satisfaction is because the staff are focusing on the customers. So I don't think drivers want to let the, let the people down. I think the main thing is... is that no,
0: the drivers don't, but the union does.
1: Well, I think certainly in terms of the union, um, you know, I'm not going to talk for them, but what I am expecting to do <coughs> later this week is start to see that package offered to the employees directly. Uh, the Sydney train boss, Howard Collins, is going to go out and do that. How the, much
0: is that extra?
1: Well, it's 2.75% headline base pay and then, of course, another half percent on top of that in terms of benefits. three point four five.
0: they rejected that last week. You know, most workers in the private industry have not had a pay rise in years and yet you've got public servants now demanding 3.5% pay rises yeah, or more. Yeah, and,
1: and this is, again, the challenge. We have a wage cap in place because we want to make sure we live within our means as a government we, that you know in terms of that wage cap it exists for a reason we want to grow our services as the community grows and certainly in terms of the annualized wage increases that exist under that wages policy you know the, the private sector on average it's about 2.1% public servants in new south wales get 2.5%. If they want to go above that, we have to find labor savings, employee related savings to offset that, which is what we've done in this case and uh, in terms of it obviously As some in conditions. driverless trains? Well, again, the driverless train separate to this argument, but it's around the corner. We 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 delivering the first train. We've got the first train here, actually, and we're starting to test it. But it's out to the community next year in the northwest. Major change in terms of that. But it's separate from the existing heavy rail network. And I think this is the key point. We've got to build a separate metro network to make the city function because congestion is killing the place and it's killing us socially. It's killing us economically. So, you know, to that end, it's a new innovation for Australia. It's not old technology. It operates around the world. Uh, but at the same time, I want to make sure with the heavy rail network, we continue to deliver it. And one of the key things which everyone forgets, the reason I've had to put more trains and more services on so quickly is we had an 11% increase in a 12-month period in terms of the number of people getting on trains. Why is that? Um, I think cost of living pressures, people opting for public transport because it's improved. Uh, and you know, at the same time, we've invested $1.5 billion into infrastructure in the network, new signals, new you know, substations, 24 brand new Waratah trains on the way. Um, you know, in terms of this uh, arrangement with the unions currently and, and the package going out to the workforce, it's more generous than what they've been living under, so under the old agreement. So.
0: But why deal with the unions and give them the benefit of having delivered a good package to the workers? Why not just deal direct with the workers and cut the union
1: out? Well, I think it's very, very telling. Um, I mean, we obviously want to work with unions to try and get the best outcome. So why? We don't have in, well, we don't want industrial disputation. And And secondly, I think in this regard... Because Fair Work has given us basically six weeks to go and do this, uh, Howard Collins is going to go and do that directly with the staff. And we've got 1,200 drain drivers here, but we also have 9,500 award employees who obviously want to see see this reached. Uh, and it's not just members of the union, I might add. So we want to go out and hit the depots, hit the tea rooms, go and explain it, and, and I, I believe everything will settle down.
0: So you're actually planning to cut Alex Klassen's the
1: No, no, no. I mean, Alex has agreed to come and be part of the process and he last Friday in negotiating with us over the last two weeks, you know, he's he's been able to secure some good deals in terms of the enterprise bargaining agreement, things like improvements to the master roster from his perspective, which he sees as important to the workforce. So, you know, I'm very mindful of that and we will continue to obviously work with all workers.
0: And what about the text, though, that he sent out to workers uh, last week saying, you know, if you want to say yes to... To this, then you've got to text me. But if you don't text me, then it's a no. I mean, that's just, that was a fraudulent pretense. Yeah, it
1: was a bit illegitimate. It wasn't the best way to take a sounding from the workforce in relation to the package. Well, you've it, got to was go yeah, it was a no. deliberate,
0: it wasn't just a, a, an, an incompetent thing. It was a deliberate strategy to ensure that they bypassed what the Fair Work Commission had said and what you and Gladys Berejiklian had basically decided with them.
1: Yeah, and, and look, it was against the backdrop where the Electoral Commission did run a formal ballot for the union in terms of what to do in relation to industrial disputation and only 57% of the union actually participated in that ballot uh, and in terms of that, so that's 43% of people who didn't vote, didn't vote to Which go on strike. Which is just human
0: nature. Yeah, and yeah. then
1: you, you get another, well, on top of that we had more people vote not to go on strike so about 48% of those eligible to vote in the ballot uh ultimately said no to a strike. So
0: So that's why, why talk to the union? Why can't you just avoid the union? Well, I
1: think certainly the next six weeks, we're very keen to make sure that, you know, we settle all parties down and get the best outcome and get an agreement and move on. You know, what annoys me about this is that uh, it didn't have to happen this way. And I think the key point is we we negotiated a deal which they agreed to themselves as unions last Tuesday night. Uh, They wouldn't have taken it out to their workforce if they didn't think it was an acceptable offer. They've done that. Uh, let's just get it negotiated, consulted and then just take the feed directly from the workforce.
0: And do you think this is a start from the union movement of an attempt to try and break the resolve that your government has had right back from when Barry O'Farrell was in place and Mike Bed was Treasurer to actually cap uh, the cost of the public
1: service? Yeah, I mean, look, I had 12 months as Treasurer of the State as well. And I just the wages policy is so key because we've obviously we're able to deliver the savings back into growing our services as the population grows. And, uh, you know, obviously in terms of that, we, we've we saved about $5 billion by having that wages policy in place. Under Labor, you know, wages just blew out astronomical. there's, astronomically. There's no, no respect for taxpayer dollars. There's no respect for how much commuters have to pay here. And that's one of the reasons why I was so... Uh, so determined to make sure the union knew that a, a 6% per annum pay rise wasn't acceptable because it's, it's householders who have to pay it. They have to pay it through their fares. They have to pay it through their taxes.
0: And the knock-on effect through the and rest it, of the public service. And,
1: and, and that's right. Then that it gives every other public sector union the ability to, to say, well, this precedent's been set. We set the wages policy. It's above the level of inflation at 2.5%, so there is real wages growth. It's annualised. I mean, there's a lot of people out in the community. I'm a member for Bega, right? I can tell you locally, a lot of people in my patch are worried about their job security. Mm. They don't see annualised wage increases. No. And and they're sort of saying to me, and I said to me at a country show on the weekend, look, you know, we don't mind people arguing for better pay, but don't disrupt everyone in the process. So I think that's the the key here, and I, I think... Ultimately, at the end of the day, we've got such a major infrastructure program underway. We've got to get the money from somewhere. And I think there has to be respect in terms of taxpayers and commuters.
0: Well, look, Andrew Constance, I think your government's doing a really good job. And uh, you are the healthiest economy in the country. So you're holding up the side.
1: Yeah, I think wages policy is a good good example of why we are the number one
0: economy. Yeah. Well, keep it up. Don't let that silly union (laughs) get the better of you. Uh, We'll work with them. Great to talk to you. Andrew Constance, the Transport Minister for New South Wales.